0: hey guys welcome back to another episode of the shots fired podcast we're your hosts i'm kyle Schoberg, and i've got 15 years of law enforcement experience number of those were spent in canine and swat and patrol
1: and i'm billy i probably have the uh, least amount of experience out of the group here. probably but uh i've got experiences in corrections which none of you guys do Mm-mm. i got experience <laughs> in patrol which i think we all have and then i've got uh, experience in detectives which Again, none of you guys have, Mm -hmm. but uh, I've had assignments in uh, gangs, narcotics, and most recently as a fugitive apprehension team or on a hat, a fugitive apprehension team. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And I am Mark, uh, 13 years in law enforcement, worked patrol, a couple other assignments and ultimately ended on a full-time SWAT team.
0: Yeah. I mean, Billy uh, totally undervalues, I think his job, I think out of all of us, you've got a super cool job. Oh, uh, I think I do think
1: I have the coolest job. Yeah, I'll say that. Yeah,
0: Billy goes after the most violent offenders there are, so mainly homicide suspects. Which I mean, that's been a weekly for you guys. Pretty uh, much. Yeah, tracking those guys down. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Violent crime has definitely been up. So um, definitely, Billy's got an awesome job. I think actually, all of us have had to me, in my opinion, the best jobs in law enforcement, all, all three of us have...
1: Well, if you if you ask like new people what they want to do in law enforcement, I think most would say, I want to do SWAT, yeah, or I want canine. to do K-9, yeah. or I want to be detective. Yeah. Yep. And I think we, yeah. we got it covered for the yeah. most part. Yeah, we do. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, why don't you tell everybody what um, we're going to be discussing for our next couple of episodes? All right. So we're pretty excited about this. It's going to be a
2: two-part episode. The first part... Uh, is ultimately talking about mental health and how the three of us have dealt with uh, constant changing and different critical incidents and situations that have caused us uh, mental trauma. And then the second part is going to be how the three of us have dealt with those traumas and ultimately the effects it has on our family and and us compounded. Mm -hmm. So it's a two-part and it's going to be pretty good.
0: Yeah. So we'll do a two-part Deal on this. Um, th- that way, we're not shortcutting anything. I think the information is, I mean, super, super valuable for for everybody. So, again, this will be a two part episode. We don't want to drag these on too long. Um, you know, we like to keep these at about an hour, so that's why we're doing that. Um, let's roll our intro and dive into it. All right. Hey, we're shot Copy, stop barred, stop barred. Shooting at us, Shooting at
1: All
0: right. So, um, how was everybody's week? I mean, we, we've been out for the last couple weeks and, uh, you know, we apologize for that. I think we've mentioned it before. You know, we all work full time and, uh, we're still cops and, and doing the job. And so sometimes getting all of us together is, uh, can be challenging at times, but so, you know, we apologize for being gone for the last couple weeks, uh, but, uh, how was your guys's couple weeks billy i know you went on a on on a cool vacation yeah vacation's always good Mm. that's that's so that's why we couldn't record because you were snowboarding in colorado
1: yeah Yeah, how was it that was great Uh, i went with uh a big group most of which were firefighters i was the only cop there Uh, but you know they did they have a good time yeah oh yeah they had a good time
0: (laughs) firefighters usually I've, i've partied with firefighters those guys uh those guys know how to party. I'll, I'll give it to them.
1: Yeah. They're all good guys. It's, you know, uh, it's funny. We're bringing up the whole mental health and everything on this episode. And, you know, we had most of them drunken and, you know, kind of whatever conversations, but, you know, they've gone through some of the same, not exactly the same, but some of the same stuff that we we've all dealt with. So it's yeah. good to go with, with like-minded people, I would say that aren't the same. Cause I don't want to sit here and I don't want to, me, personally, I'm not the guy who wants to hang out with cops all the time. Yeah, I'm and not have, either. And have cop stories and just, and that's part of my coping mechanism, I guess, to, to deal with some of the stuff that we deal with. But yeah, where, where in Colorado did you guys go? Um, Breckenridge and uh, Vail and then uh, Keystone is where we went. So, so close to Denver? Yeah, probably uh, two hours-ish, depending on what part of well, an hour to two hours because Denver's... You know, big area like yeah. Um, most major areas, right? How cold? How cold did it get? Uh, it was uh, there was a big minus in front of it. What?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're not used to that here in California. It's oh, been no,
1: no, no. I was freezing. Did yeah. your eyelashes freeze? Like your your no. Your but I did have. I did have uh, my beard was like a. It felt like a armor plated beard. Wow, because it was just frozen ice. Yeah, and you could just knock on it. I have not experienced that cold.
0: No. I don't it, think I have either, to be honest. That's that's pretty cool. That I mean, should have
1: gotten a picture of the, the icicle beard.
0: <laughs> oh, you, did, you didn't get a picture? No.
1: Dang. I'm not the big picture guy. Yeah,
2: I'm not either. I'm
0: Whatever. Not so there. you had fun. That's cool. Great time. You got, got to get away for a little bit. That's nice. Um, how about you, Mark? What would you do? Working multiple jobs and
2: <laughs> doing some yard work, building a rock wall and tinkering away and
0: yeah you got a lot going on in your house right i mean i do a lot of construction always always a project well there's always projects going on i mean yeah <laughs> i feel like that's a never-ending story project home projects but yeah yeah and for me i mean man i'm just working you know i'm i'm on graveyards so, so I you're got back to work
1: shit. i i don't know if the last episode you were fully back to
2: work i don't no. remember you remember you weren't you were going back to work when the yeah. last episode came on yeah
0: yeah so I, i've never mentioned it but um we at my department we get a month off of work every year and you get to choose what month you get off. So I mean it doesn't tap into your vacation time or nothing so it's a sabbatical called a mini sabbatical. Paid, so paid time off? Oh yeah, it's all paid. Um four solid weeks in a row off, you don't go to work. Um it's I In mean, addition to, uh, to be honest, job. I don't I actually have never heard of another department that does it. I don't know if you guys have, know, but I don't know of
1: any, usually I'm sure when there's someone out there, but yeah, I've never heard of it.
0: Maybe. But usually when we, when I tell somebody that like, Oh yeah, I'm, I get a month off of work every year, like in, and you get to choose whatever month you want off. Um, people are like, you know, totally dumbfounded by that. I'm sure some of you listening right now are baffled by that. Yeah, I am. Yeah. And yeah. I'm it's pretty cool. You. Yeah. It's, a, it's just an incentive that our city I offers
1: friends a little bit looser than you, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Acquaintances, laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, uh, it's, you only it's, see it's them at cool. the studio. The cop yeah. lives down
1: the street for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Whatever. Um, no, nah, it's cool. I mean, you know, it gives you a chance to kind of disconnect, uh, from work. Um, you know, so which no, is huge. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, and, and, and you still get your vacation time, you know? So uh, some people will tack on uh, their two week vacation time on the sabbatical and you're off for six weeks, you know? So, wow. and the guys that have kids, they, they time it right. So they know when their wives are due and then they'll throw their baby leave on there. And then as soon as baby leaves over, boom, they're rolling in as their sabbatical. So, I mean, you play your cards, right? You, you know, you're off for three, four months. So I, um, I applaud it's, your it's cool. city
2: for offering yeah. that because that's in addition Pretty to rare. your vacation is... So for
0: everyone that's listening, who's jealous right now, suckers, (laughs) um, anyways, so (laughs) other than that, it's been good. I mean, it's been busy at work. Shoot. You know, unfortunately here in the region, we had an officer get killed. Um, Tyler, Tyler Lenihan. Uh, he actually worked at our department for, for a few years, uh, before lateraling to the agency, um, that he he's at now. and, And unfortunately he died in a, in a car accident on the way to work on his motorcycle, his police motorcycle. So Bum deal about that They just had his funeral Yesterday Or no I'm sorry On Tuesday So two days ago Yeah So that that's a It's a bum deal and, and along those lines You know man I looked at the stats The other day And um, shit This year already In 2022 There's been 22 No I want to say 29 Cops I think that have been more, Killed yeah. in the line Of duty already It's insane I, Just last week alone I think Six plus cops Got shot that's on pace. I mean, for two hundred and fifty officers, dude. That's, yeah, to me, I, that's got to be a record so far. I mean, that's just. I mean, that's just fucking nuts. I mean, we heard about the two New York co- cops that got shot. Um, you know, so I, you know, I guess this is probably the perfect time to have the episode that we're going to have because of the year that we've already started to have, which is, I mean, it's just unfortunate, but. <clears throat> I guess it is what it is, and, uh, you know, unfortunately, we all know what we sign up for, and the possibility is there, but uh, obviously, I mean, you never want to, you never really want to think that it's going to happen, obviously, to somebody that we work with, or someone close to you. Yeah, Um, I mean,
1: I think we we never want to think that it's going to happen, but you should definitely be be prepared, check that box, and because, first of all, knowing, going from experience, you, whatever whatever way you think you're going to handle it, you're not. Yeah. Um, as far as, and when I talk about what I'm talking about is, you know, losing a friend that you've worked with and stuff like that. Um, or, or a friend who maybe their career ends for whatever reason too could, could be the same thing. Yeah. No Um, shit. Or yourself, which you know a little bit more about. Yeah. But, um, as far as, you know, check that, you know, go through that mentally and be like, here's, you know, maybe like have a plan, even though it's going to go to crap right away, but at least you, that way you have your, you're acknowledging that it can happen. And then it's not such a huge surprise that you're just.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree, man. Like, you know, we'll, we'll get into our topic here in a minute, but I mean uh, you, you, I think you hit the nail on the head when it talk you talk about like preparing yourself for that. I mean, if you're not mentally preparing yourself for just for this, job, yeah, this job, yeah, it's a job in general. I mean, I mean, man, I think when something like that happens, you're going to be so swept off your feet. Um, I, I personally want to be prepared for that. I mean, I've had, uh, I have had friends who have died in this job and, um, you know, it fucking sucks, but, uh, that's not the time to crumble. I mean, right.
1: No. So it's the opposite time of the time to crumble. Yeah. It's shitty <laughs> after, after it is actually though. Cause I've, you know, I, I think everyone is going to crumble a little bit after. Well, yeah. That,
0: like that, I mean, sure. In the beginning mm-hmm. and, uh, i think you i think you would have
2: some problems if you don't experience a little crumbling
0: yeah
1: oh yeah yeah
2: those will be lasting effects that'll be really difficult to
0: deal with oh yeah it'll come out later if you know if it it doesn't but
1: but, they'll come out no matter what yeah Yeah. but they will continue
0: (laughs) yeah yeah mark you want to kick it off and uh explain kind of (laughs) roll into this what we're going to be talking about
2: uh so i think ultimately we want to start off with Really, the explanation of why each of us got into law enforcement, and I, I'll, I'll start with that one. Um, I actually did a. I was on vacation with my girlfriend at the time, who's my now wife, in L.A. Her uncle was uh, a deputy in Compton, to L.A. County Sheriff, and he's like, you want to do a ride along?" So I was like, "Sure, I'll do a ride along at night uh, with the watch commander." Rode with the watch commander in Compton, and it was off the hook i can we, imagine yeah yeah what? it was absolutely wild we went code three we, i mean we're the watch commander so he responded to like was all that a of, lieutenant there or is it, it started, is a lieutenant okay. yeah okay i'm sorry so yeah he is a yeah. lieutenant so okay. he oversaw like the whole the compton division that mm-hmm. city so anytime there's a major call going on we went to it and there was multiple shootings a homicide we went to code three everywhere on the freeway like it was off the it was it was absolutely nuts we drove through um just i mean i I was blown away pointed out certain things like it was the history of the rap videos and all that stuff that you Mm -hmm. grew up with yeah like i went through it and it was insane and then i drove home to back to the house and i was like I think this is what I want to do. And then I went back and did a ride along with him and he was a detective in the Compton at the time. So we went out and did like different type of follow up, kind of a different perspective. Oh yeah. And I was just like this is this is rad like what we saw what these guys were doing, the ladies out there working, like it was incredible. I was blown away, just pure adrenaline, heart racing the whole I mean I was 22 at the time. Just wild. So yeah, I what, came back home. What's that? Was that SO or PDF? The Sheriff's Department. Sheriff's okay. Yeah, they used to have a PD in Which then is it, way better. And, yeah, and it ended up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: ended I had up to throw that down. in there.
2: But once I was done, I was like, sealed the deal. This is what I want. And then I did a, a ride along in a, a really small local agency with a lady that used to work in LA for LAPD for 20 years, moved up here to retire and rode along with her on a Friday night. And it was really mellow and slow, which was cool because I got to listen to her perspective of like both different areas and why you want to work at busy versus not. Yeah. And that was the, re- I was like, I'm hooked. Like that is why I want to be a cop. And that's why I became one. It was just the adrenaline, the excitement. Like it was, that's why I want to be a cop.
0: No. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I, I i'll i go next but i mean uh, you were
1: 12 so yeah uh, i was i yeah. was fuck
0: man i was uh sh- i think i was so you saw
1: paw patrol and you were
0: like he, yeah yeah he's probably still cool. wearing a costume <laughs> it's the law enforcement the cop costume Paw patrol <laughs> <laughs> how do you what was, was the kids how do you even know what paw patrol
1: is i don't know like i I'm oh my know god Patrol.
0: Yes, Uh, I saw Paw Patrol, and I'm like, I'm like, that's it. I'm like, I'm gonna be him,
1: and then I became a canine because I really wanted. Yeah, no shit. (laughs) That's
0: why I went down that road. That's that's funny. No, it wasn't. uh, It wasn't because actually, why I used to to watch. I was actually heavy into Power Rangers. So,
1: (laughs) Uh, but um, yeah, yeah, that's cool.
0: Yeah, I was like, I I was the black Power Ranger. I never, I've never watched Power Rangers. Yeah,
1: I
2: didn't
0: either. Yeah, I. Well, you're too old. Yeah. Well, yeah, Mark, you're like 70, dude. <laughs> you're stupid. Dude. Actually, Mark's only 30. just look 70. <laughs> we went to the academy together. A career yeah. in law
1: enforcement will do this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we should you
0: do. We should use like the next poster child of like oh this. My God. You know, like the before and afters of like people that do math and crank and shit. Like, <laughs>
1: faces you know? of law enforcement? Yeah. yeah oh, no. Fa-
0: yeah, faces of meth. That's what that's called. Yeah, yeah we'll, faces, faces of the is the law, enforcement. law enforcement. That's fucked up. We're you totally
2: <laughs> Let's go back to the fact that you you were watching Power Rangers playing Pokemon
0: Go. Yes. Okay. So
1: the day before you went to the academy. Yeah. Yeah. Probably <laughs> I at was the young. Academy.
0: I was young, but it's funny you talk about like the doing a ride along adrenaline rush. Um, I mean, obviously that's that wasn't my experience of why I wanted to go into law enforcement because you you guys know where I grew up, very small town up by Tahoe here in California. Um, not not a lot going on. Um, and my uncle uh, was a sergeant there. And so, um, and he was a detective and, and, and he was on their SWAT team. So my perspective of it growing up, you know, he was, I was very close to him and, you know, I didn't get to see all that kind of shit because that just wasn't going on where I, where I lived. But, um, I, I think you see that on TV and, you know, you got to kind of live that before getting in the job. And I, and I think most of us would probably agree that like, I think we think that's the job, like, like just like fun um adrenaline rush getting into cool shit and you you definitely don't think about like the side effects of the job like the shitty hours all the re- paperwork report writing you know all the, the negative things that, that come along with it and so for me I was uh I was wanting to be a paramedic actually and so poss- maybe wanting to get into firefighting and so I was kind of doing um an internship on an ambulance and, and doing all that and I was like shit I think I yeah I was a senior in high school and, uh, after running some calls and just dealing with sick people all day. And, you know, I was just like, yeah, fuck this. I'm like, I, I, I don't want to do this for a living. Uh, it's not for me. So I did a couple ride alongs with my uncle and, you know, just even doing a traffic stop. I thought that I thought it was like the coolest thing ever. Um, just driving around in a cop car. I it like, I don't know. I felt like it was, I was hooked. I was like, dude, this is what I want to do. Just being in the car, you know, with the computer and everything. And I thought it was super cool. And so I did well, my at 12 years old up being in a comp yeah, car. Well, I was, dude, cool. I was 17. Give me a break. I was 17, maybe 18.
1: In 17, I think I did some ride-alongs in the backseat of a comp yeah, car. Yeah,
0: you probably did.
1: <laughs> my nephew, he's
2: six, loves patrol cars.
0: <laughs> Listen, guys, is this my story? No. Yeah, tell us. Um, uh, so anyways, I was like, man, this is kind of what I, what I want to do. And so, you know, I did the ride-alongs and then I did my senior project mm. on becoming a police officer. So. I actually had no intentions of becoming a cop. So soon I wanted to go to college, do all that and then apply, but it just kind of worked out. I was starting my first, I think maybe first or second year of college, just a community college. And, you know, I'm like 19 at the time and a spot opens up at the agency, uh, where I was living up there in grass Valley. And, um, I thought, well, I'll throw my name in the hat. You know, I mean, back then, agencies would sponsor you to go to the academy. So they're paying for you to go paying you while you're in it. And, uh, I wanted to throw my name in the hat just to kind of get the experience of testing, you know, it just worked out. Uh, I ended up getting picked up. They hired me. And, uh, I think we've talked about this on a prior episode, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was chiefs. I remember he sat me down and he's like, I generally don't hire someone I had to have been like 19 and a half. I, I know I wasn't 21. That's, that's for sure.
2: No. Cause I re- I remember you graduated the Academy in you're 20.
0: Yeah. I was not even 21 yet. Yeah. So he, he sits me down basically. <laughs> <right>. and He's <laughs> like, who the fuck says that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> dude, I know, so right. Can, like you
1: can give a DUI to somebody, but I wasn't but 21 drink.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Dude. I, yeah, I'll get into it in a second. But like he, he was like, <laughs> Hey, hypocrite. um, I mean, I got to give it to him. You know, like, fuck, I, I wouldn't be sitting here like right now with you guys, if, if he didn't give me that opportunity. And he told me, he's like, you fuck up one time, like you're out. And so, um, I told, I said, yes, sir. Like I will, I will not let you down. I promise. Um, because I knew the opportunity that I was getting. So long as the short is go to the Academy. I was getting paid $14 an hour while in the Academy. What? Yeah. So, I mean, but I, I, I didn't care. Like I was fucking pumped, you know? And so you got paid I think I was making $29 an hour in the academy. Oh yeah. Really? Well, well, dude, I came from a small little agency. So uh, that's what they were paying their recruits at the time. Obviously now I I know it's much higher than that, but back then, 2006. Yeah. It was 2006. um, That's what I was getting paid. 14 bucks an hour. You know, I'm fucking 19 years old. Maybe I just turned 20 when the academy started and you know, Mark and I were obviously in the same academy class and um, you know, I took a lot of shit while in the academy, as you know, from, uh, the guys I went to the academy with and gals, because I was so young and, and a lot of people there were just flat out. Wouldn't even give me the time of day because they just were like, dude, you're way too young to do this job. Like, um, and, and I agree with them. Like looking back, I was, I mean, I don't think you should be a cop at that age. Uh, and, and to be honest, I'm fortunate that I started out at a slow, a slow, small department, but, um, because I, I don't know how, how it would have worked out if I would have Started at a busy agency.
1: Well, think about the math behind it now: two point seven at fifty-seven. So you yeah. have a almost a forty-year career. I know. You
0: yeah. So I lucked out. out. You know, it's it, it, crazy. It think. worked out for me, right? And so, um yeah, I, I was off. I was off field training, and I was not even twenty-one yet. I was still twenty. So um, I remember you were saying that you had to leave your gun at the station.
2: I did. You could not carry it and take it. Home I did yeah so seriously i remember you saying tell me that
0: yeah so so i uh i had to leave my my firearm at the pd because i wasn't you have to be 21 to carry a even as a cop you can only carry it on duty so i I couldn't even carry a which blows my mind because they're saying you're responsible
2: enough to wear a uniform and to carry a gun i know but not off duty
0: (laughs) yeah it was wild i mean i think um I think I was definitely the exception to the rule, Uh, not the rule in in that case. It it, it worked out, you know, um, I learned from a lot of older salty guys, which I'm very grateful for. They were very hard on me, but I'm thankful for that. But, um, you know, to answer your question, I guess, why I got into law enforcement, you know, I would love to give you the standard answer of, you know, I want to give back to my community and ensure like that's a part of it. But for me, it was just, It was just, uh, man, I just, I don't know, like the adrenaline of it, um, just the action, um, all that shit that comes with being a cop, like when I did those ride-alongs, I just, fuck, I loved it. Like, that's all I really, that's all I really wanted to do. And that's all I really thought about was just getting, getting to do that. Um, Sounds like kind of the consensus so far. Yeah. And I think most people probably get into this career because of that. Now, obviously, when you're sitting down for an interview and they ask you, well, why do you want to do this job? Or whatever, right? Like, that's probably not going to be the best answer to give people. I mean, that's, pro- that's some of it, but I drive fast and carry a gun. <laughs> yeah. Don't just yeah. say that. Um, but no, seriously, I, I mean, authority, <laughs> there, I don't I don't have like, I, I don't have like a genuine, like, I think you do I don't have, genuine. you want, the, well, you want I, the excitement. I, yeah, I, I don't have like a specific, nothing happened to me as a kid. You know, I did grow up in a kind of a domestic violence household when I was really young before my mom left my dad and, and got together with my, my now stepdad. But, um, you know, I buy, you know, and the cops would show up to my house for, for those things. And, and I do remember, uh, you know, looking at those guys in uniform and kind of looking at them like, you know, like superheroes, like they were there to, to like save us. Yeah. There was admiration there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> which might have changed now generally. Yeah. I, I think that like from what I've dealt with. Yeah, I mean, for sure, it's about half and half. It, it, half I think it. Half. I think it used to be there used to be a lot more admiration.
0: Yeah, I know. As a kid, I, I just remember the cops being at my house, and uh, when they would get there, I just felt so relieved because I I just felt like everything was was good now, and so uh, yeah, and safe, and, and just seeing their u- in their uniform. So I think that that to me is my why of, of why I got into this job, and then. <laughs> um, you know, you never know what you're going to get into this career. And so, um, I mean, shit, I've had, uh, quite eventful things happen to me, but fortunate to make it through everything. And, um, now wanting to pass that knowledge on to, you know, to, to the up and coming. So that's my why.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good one. Both good. Mine's completely different. I would say.
0: Billy's was construction, drinking beer. He's like, I got to do something with my life. Kind
1: of. I mean, in a way. So I I grew up in a complete law enforcement family. You know, my dad, my entire life was a cop. My grandpa was a cop and then ended up teaching criminal justice. My great grandpa was not. My great, great grandpa was a cop. So it's kind of the family business, I would say. Yeah. Um, But growing up. You know, my dad w- went, went through the ranks and everything and ended up, uh, you know, being pretty far up in, in an agency. But, uh, you know, I, I dealt with him at different levels growing up as far as uh, career or er, ranking. That's yeah. the word I'm looking for. But, uh, you know, so he, he dealt with his own traumas just like everything. Yeah. And, it, and this is, we're talking 80s and 90s. So... I think resources were a lot less back then. Oh, dude! If you any, know, I don't, I don't think know, there was like, any. I don't even know, like there was no such thing as PTSD for officers. Yeah. And no, stuff no, back no, then. no I mean, there wasn't.
2: Not even in the military. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that wasn't a thing.
1: So, uh, growing up, my mom, and bless her soul, said, "You can be anything you want to be. Don't be a cop." No shit. She told me, growing wow. up, she told me that multiple times. And first of all, my mom is probably the most supportive person of what I do now. And, but she had her reasoning, reasonings for saying that. And
0: was that because your, of your dad and issues maybe that were going on behind closed doors?
1: Or? I, no, there was no, I don't think there was any issues as far as relationship and family. Yeah. I think, well, I would say, I'd say, yes, there's definitely issues between relationship and family. Um, and any cop that says that they don't bring their work home and don't have relationship yeah. and family issues. Yeah. I think um, to a certain extent, it, it's, it's a, it's, it happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's no, how no you doubt. deal with it and how everything happens. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom and my dad dealt with it great, and but it it puts strains on things. I'm, I, you know, Christmases. There's plenty of Christmases. Christmases. Christ, yeah, Christmases. Yeah, I think it's Christmases. Christmases. That, uh, <laughs> it seems weird, right? That, weird. Uh, my dad wasn't there. Yeah, uh, I remember going on family trips that my dad didn't make it to, and it was just because back and again and back then the pay was a lot different too we are we're pretty well compensated for what we do i recall my dad working you know his job in law enforcement then uh off-duty security job here another off-duty security job here Mm -hmm. you know just to to provide for the family kind of deal yeah um so growing up it was like yeah i got out of high school i was like nah i don't want to be a cop it's the last thing i want to do and uh, wanted to be a firefighter, I think. Did a little bit of that. Didn't really work out, so got into construction. And then um, I started working a lot out of town is what it was in construction, and I started thinking to myself, like, man, how could being a cop be worse than this family-wise? You know, I was out of town five, six days a week, and I didn't have a wife or kids or anything, yeah. but still I, I, the future was always in my head. So I, uh, I said, ah, maybe it's something I want to do." And I started thinking about it and talking about it, and I had plenty of resources. My, you know my dad's friends, you know, I call them uncles and stuff. Yeah. we're all cops too. So uh, I, I knew what I was getting into, and then about the time, a little bit before I got into the academy, and this about the time I started thinking about it, I had a friend who was deployed in Afghanistan and he didn't come back. And I started thinking, I'm like, man, you know, like this guy goes over there, fights for the country, did everything and you know, he, heroic in my mind. And I sat back and I was like, well, what have I done? You know, I I should have done the military. And I'm like, at this point I'm twenty six and maybe my maybe that time didn't pass, but I'm in my mind I'm like
0: That's it's, a little it's old, too it's
1: too yeah. late for me to go to the military. Yeah. So I was like, I had this need to, to serve in a way. And I already had the thought of law enforcement. So I started talking to my dad and and other people about it and talked to my mom. My mom was, was big, a big decision maker in it. Like, Hey mom. And I started telling her my thoughts and she, you know, I think I swayed her and she was like, yeah, you should do it. So ultimately she was part of the reason why I did it, which was part of the reason why I didn't do it younger, Mm -hmm. but then part of the reason why I did do it older. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I had that, that want to serve my community and I figured, hell, I'll I'll give this, this cop thing a try.
0: Yeah. Here you are. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: And you know, paid my way through Academy had to quit my work. I remember saving up money, selling my truck so that I could go to the Academy and, and you know, I felt then like right then I felt the sacrifice and it felt great. Actually, as hard as it was, you know, you're sitting there, you're like, yeah, your friends are going out to the bar, you know, having a good time. And you're like, first of all, I shouldn't. And second of all, I can't, I can't afford to, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, you know, so, uh, but yeah, um, I think serving the community would be like, you know, I could say like, I want to say that it was serving community and stuff like that, but I'm also adrenaline junkie and I knew the, the fun parts of law enforcement. Yeah. And I, and I was fortunate enough that I think I had a pretty good view of the, the bad part of law enforcement. Yeah. Like family life, the family life, the, you know, the missing of, you know, holidays, not being able to go to friends things as simple as that. Yeah. And uh, you know, people looking at you different, whatever it was, but I, I was, I think I I had that mental preparation before and that was from probably the time I was in high school. I always had that mental preparation, I think, because that's when you start to be an adult, even, you know, even though you're not an adult, but you start to have adult
0: feelings, feelings yeah. and stuff like that, I guess. <laughs> Billy, Billy. So here's
1: the birds and the bees. Guys. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, that's a cool story. I mean, shit, honestly, shit's fucking better than our story. But well, I think it's interesting because you taught like
2: posing the question and then like there's deep rooted reasons in, I mean I, I didn't really say mine because I didn't really think of it, but when you guys talked about it, like I saw the cops when I was a kid, and they went to a car accident down the road from me, and it was really cool to see them. Like I looked at them as like heroes.
0: Yeah, I don't. I think that's. Um, I think a lot of cops don't really think about that when they're in the job and they've been doing it a while. Like the, the actually the actual impact you have on you do kids and and just other people in the public, um, just showing up to an everyday call that you're probably pissed off about being at like a car crash or just a report call or whatever. And a kid may see you and man, like honestly that could change that kid's life and be like, you know what? I want to, I want to be that when I'm older, it totally affects every, I really, I seriously think cops lose sight of that over the years. Um, I know I have like, I'm definitely guilty of it. And, um, there's been times when, I've kind of put myself in check a little bit and real, you know, try to remember the times when I was a kid and saw a cop, um, you know, and made that
1: impression. So, but that's kind of a big deal. Yeah, no. And, and for me, like I saw cops cop every day, right. Whether it was my dad or my dad's friends coming over and, yeah. and I saw the, I saw the human side of it too. A hundred percent. I always saw the human side of it. Cause I saw more of the human side than I saw the, the work side of, of cops. Yeah. And, um, you know, and and I I had it, my own ideas of what it was, and yeah, you know, I I if if you ask people that I went to high school with or that knew me when I'm I was younger, and they're like, oh yeah, uh, Billy's a cop now, they're like they'll laugh, they're outside. yeah, yeah, that's you funny, know, me too, you know, they're like, yeah. there's no way that guy's a cop, yeah, ah
0: yeah. uh, me me too, I mean for sure,
1: and and I we well, were think, still in high school, <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly. I want, Wait a minute, isn't he supposed <laughs> to pick us up from lunch yeah. today? Oh yeah, well no, and I think I think that you. Like, uh, like you, you didn't even get to experience a lot of things. No, I didn't. As I didn't. far as, as far as with law enforcement. No, you're right. I, and I think that you, you look at your some of, the, and, and it's not necessarily an age thing. I think it is because of age with you. Yeah. But you have these, these people in law enforcement, these cops in law enforcement that, you know, maybe got out of high school, went to college for four years. And, you know, maybe they went to a party or something like that. Or maybe they were the people who are like, no, I'm not I'm I'm gonna be a cop. I'm on the straight yeah. Straight level all the time. And they never they never could see the they never ran from a cop. They never yeah got fucking terrified when there was a cop behind them. yeah deal. Yeah. And they can't they can't understand or they maybe they can but it's harder for them to understand that emotion that people get when they see a cop
0: yeah i think cops like that are more black and white when it comes to their job and um you know for me you're like you're definitely right i missed out on all that shit, but i think i became a better cop when i started experiencing more life experience like you know divorce kids um all that shit. you know like totally changed my perspective of being a cop um that's really i kind of feel like i don't know the, the life experience prior to the job i think is a huge deal in well, this job.
1: You can't train
0: life experience. No, you can't exactly. And, um,
1: so I think that in law enforcement, we do a good job of training and we train yeah. a lot of things and there's just, there's no training for life experience. So that's, that's a disconnect that you'll, you'll never get with the 19 year old mm-hmm. You're you're 1000% you, right. Well, I shouldn't say never that 19 year old won't have it. Maybe they'll develop it. Like, like you have to a certain mm. extent.
0: Yeah. You go through those stuff through life. I mean, but life... I don't
1: think you ever really were at a point in your, in your life where you were terrified. Cause there was a cop behind you. No, like, I mean, not really. I don't know about you. Like for me, like there's plenty of times where I was like, fuck, I'm getting a ticket. I can't afford this. I always ran. Or, yeah, no. <laughs> or, I mean, for, I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm at a party <laughs> when I'm underage drinking and the cops show up. Yeah. And and for me, it was a little bit different too, because granted, I probably wasn't the one who was going to go to jail, but 99% of the time, nobody was going to jail and nobody yeah. was getting in oh, any yeah. trouble. I know. But 100% of the time, my dad was getting a phone call. Yeah. Yeah. 100. Like they could drive by and see that everyone knew my car kind of deal in the in the town i grew up because of that and they could be like oh hey hey bill your your kid was over here see that's the
2: difference is you never experienced it well you didn't want to get pulled over because your dad would hear
0: about it right i but so well some i mean (laughs) you're, you're right on that but like for me um you know my my struggle was always you know i was a cop and so like I didn't get to go out and party with all my friends and right. go do all the things that like, and they were always wanting me to do those things. And it's like, I couldn't cause I knew I would get fired and I'm glad I didn't because, you know, I don't, I didn't want to lose my job, but so like I, I missed out on a lot with my friends because they're going out and doing the things that college kids are doing and living that lifestyle and, and having fun. And, you know, I didn't get to do that shit. And so for me, the struggle for me was always having to miss out on all that. And I felt like because I became, a cop so young, like I was forced to like mature and grow so fast. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, so that, you know, I always kind of, I don't want to say like, I regret it, but, um, those are definitely times in my life that like, I will never get back and and I'll never get to do again. Um, you know, I've had fun, you know, throughout my career and friends and, and, and doing all that stuff, but living that lifestyle, like I missed out on that. So
1: and, and I think that the most important tool that I have in, in my tool bag or whatever um, was my time in construction as yeah. a cop. And people are like, will be like, that's crazy. Not firearms proficiency or whatever, knowing laws and something like that. It, it's 100% my time in construction because, first of all, work ethic. That's huge. Yeah. And in construction, it's or for who I work for was like, if you're not making it or if you're not. You had to be if dependable. You're not, if you're not like. Working your ass off every day—that's fine. There's there's ten other people that yeah, want to yeah. do it. Yeah, you had so to be dependable. We'll jump in and and take it, and um, you know, just and then being able to talk to people of all different backgrounds too. Yeah, if you can't talk, huh. don't do it. Yeah,
2: I don't think you. I I mean I, I'm, I would not have wished it would change because I wouldn't have met you, but I really don't think you should be a cop or allowed to go to the academy before like the age of 25. I agree. Because of those reasons. I I was in construction. It's work ethic. It's mature. Like you see the world, you understand how things work, how car payments and your house pay, like you kind of have a general concept of what happens. And then when you start going to calls, you know what you do affects
1: that. Well, see, I I would disagree with that to a certain extent. So, um, you know, you, you, there's, 17, 18 kids are out of high school now. Right. I think yeah. somewhere out at 17. Right. Yeah. I think I was almost 19. Cause probably cause I'm dumb. But, <laughs> That's cause you got held back. Yeah. But yeah. Kindergarten was rough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, you get those, you get those kids or whatever we want to call them at that age, get out of high school, they go to college, go to college for four to five years and then they come out and they sign up to be going law enforcement. You know, maybe they're that 22, 23, you said 25, which is yeah. higher than I've heard most say, but a lot of people say, you know, colleges is put, put a lot of weight in colleges. A lot of agencies do that. And I think it's, 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 I don't agree with So now we talk about a guy who 18, 19 now gets out of the, get out, gets out of high school and enlists in the military, does two, three years in the military. I think that that's a, that's a person that I want. Yeah. Personally. Uh, yeah. yeah. But more, they're coming out of depends. the military.
2: Into law enforcement, they have some type of a different experience. They have,
1: yeah, they have. I think what, they I think have what, life experience, but I mean, anything like people will say. So, I've had arguments with a lot of friends about college and the weight that it's put on in law enforcement. Mm-hmm. A lot of he- heated arguments because I think it's. Stupid.
0: It is dumb. I I just had that conversation today with a guy at the gym who's not even in law enforcement, but very successful in his trade, uh, works for PG and E and he's up there and he's makes a lot of money. And he said today, I just had that conversation. He said he has no college. He's successful. And yeah, you're right. People put, I I, I think too much weight. But the the argument
1: that I always get is that, and, and I agree with this argument. I don't think that it holds as much weight as a lot of other, uh, life experience, but you started something you committed to it yeah, and you finished it. That's
0: yeah. I've always heard that I as the that's biggest huge. thing.
1: I think that, that that, that, you can, I've, I've recently uh, done college and it was online. So it's not like, I'm not going to say I'm a Harvard grad or something like that. <laughs> we, we know, or dude. even like a anybody that's listening to this show, or, or, and like even a CSU grad. I'm, I'm nothing Fine. like I, you know, it's, it wasn't that difficult. It's a bi-degree program, mm-hmm. but you know, starting it and finishing it is huge i think that that's that that means something sure but i think that working a year, career in sales or law enforcement or restaurant is probably more and that's yeah. my opinion yeah or I, military i would say is the highest yeah so what go ahead i think it's
0: it's
2: interesting we just talk about readjusting
0: all everything right? yeah my chair was like i was i was like dude i'm I'm like taller than all of you. Why am I sitting solo? My chair was super low. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead, dude. But it's.
2: I think it's interesting why everybody gets into law enforcement. Yeah, everyone has
0: their own reasons. I mean, uh, probably a lot have the same, but. Yeah. But talking about like
2: the trauma and like things that you experience and stuff, can you think of your first actual incident that caused you to kind of think of the, the first call that you took home with you? that was like mind blowing kind of shock, like lingered with you. You know what I'm talking about? It's yeah. the first one that really, yeah. Not, I, w- I don't want to say fucked with you, but like it fucked with you.
0: Well, Like it stuck with you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I am, um, I mean, if you, I'll go first uh, cause something immediately pops to mind with me is um, it was before I was a cop. It was like I said, I was an intern on an ambulance uh, first or so first responder, same, you know, same deal kind of, but, and it was, uh, I had, you know, doing CPR on somebody in their house in front of their spouse at 17 years old, um, and this person ultimately ended up dying and the wife is there and she's obviously hysterical. The family's there. Um, you know, as a 17 year old, I had never experienced that. And so I I remember from that incident going home and I mean, shit, I cried. I I lived with my parents, you know, and I felt like I let the spouse of this deceased deceased person down. Like, um, you know, so that, that was pretty hard. That always, always stuck with me. Uh, but as far as law enforcement, um, you know, there's, I mean, there's so many things, but uh, something in the beginning of my career, probably that stuck with me the most would be uh, after my daughter was born, she was two, she was around two and a half, almost three. So, um, and I am going to this drowning of a two-year-old girl. And, you know, when we got there, um, you know, she's been taken out of the pool and um, we, she was declared dead, um, on scene. So by fire personnel, or I'm sorry, I think actually she was, she was dead, but they ended up transporting her to the hospital. Um, where that's where the doctor de- declared her. But long and the short is I went to the hospital with her and they don't allow uh, children to be left alone in the room, um, when they're deceased so i was asked to stay in the room with her and, and i remember like vividly like just looking at her and and it was so weird like i i like i saw my daughter in this little girl like it was like they were twins and it was like my kid uh you know i don't know that that hit me pretty hard um you know i didn't like break down and um uh, obviously we still have a job to do and stuff and i was able to do that but that that image has been like fried in the back of my head and like just talking about it i can i'm like seeing it um, you know, I think that probably was one of the first times where something really like stuck in my brain Um, that I just, I don't think I'll probably ever forget that. Um, so, I mean, if you want to, if that's what you're talking about, like that would be probably mine. Hmm. Um and, and I mean, obviously we see a lot of shit, right? Is it a well, homicide or no, accidental? she drowned. Well, yeah, yeah. She, oh yeah. No, she accidentally drowned in the pool. The family was barbecuing and uh, they were intoxicated. And unfortunately the little girl, uh, went out in the backyard unbeknownst to everybody else and fell in the pool and, and drowned. Mm. So by the time they found her, it was just, it was too late. So, but yeah, I mean, just sitting in the room with her and, and just looking at her and, you know, the fucking family shows up and, yeah, it was, it was, I was brutal. I mean, you
1: know, so, but.
0: Anyways. That sounds brutal. Yeah. I
1: mean, it, that sounds.
0: Well, any child horrific. death is, it is, is, is horrific. But I think, and prior to that, i had i had been to child's you know like i've been to sid's deaths so i've been to um infants who had, who had passed away and uh as shitty as that is like it didn't hit me like it did with that little two-year-old girl after i had my daughter because that like the connection was there so anyways, yeah. i don't
1: know no i i i you know i didn't have i i started in corrections so my first four years was in corrections which is a whole different ball game um, for the most part, I think that, uh, most, uh, most people in jail are, they're criminals, right? And some, some maybe aren't. And some are the ones who made bad decisions once or twice, you know, like, yeah. I, you know, I, we've all made a bad decision, you know, theirs maybe was more ultimate just because of the consequences of it. Um, so tr- like, I mean, first trauma wise though, I, I don't know, like I think it was cumulative seeing. Just how how some people, you know, you, you have your frequent flyers and stuff like that. And, yeah. And that gets to you a little bit. Um, how maybe, you know, like, I, I can't think of one instance, but someone who is driving drunk, probably, for the most part, a good person, and gets in an accident and kills somebody. Yeah. You know, that's, that's traumatic to even think about. And it's not the going home and crying like, like you're talking, which I'm not dogging on. No, you. <laughs> you, old pussy. No, yeah, off, <laughs> off camera you will, dude. No, no. I mean, um, but I think I remember in the jail, uh, another inmate beating the living crap out of a, another inmate and ended up killing him. Mm-hmm. And you know, going and having to go in there and you know, again doing CPR and you know, dealing with dealing with death and yeah and stuff like that. But. Uh, I, that stuff never really hit me. Um, going to patrol, I don't have kids, so I would always jump on the kids calls for the most part because that's a smart move actually because I worked with most of the people I worked with had kids and I knew, Hey, look, I I can take this, this one, maybe a little bit easier than you. Mm -mm. I'm not going to see, like I've heard that you're not the only one who's had that story where like I saw my kid there, you know, my, my dad has told me stories like that about growing up so i understood that for me it was it was animals like uh i do vividly remember somebody who um i don't know how i I know the end result was he burned a dog to death like threw it in a pit jeez and for me that was you know that that hit me hard because i i have dogs i guess yeah that's fucked and I'm, up. A, I'm a big dog person mm-hmm. and yeah i and i saw after that i talked to my partners and i was like hey I'll take the the kid ones. <laughs> you take the you dog. You take the 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 dog ones. I'm not gonna. I'm not. I don't handle those well. Yeah. No. I mean. And it was. It, it's good to have those those conversations with people that you work with because. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe someone. That. Okay, a kid's death bothers everyone. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it should, but it bothers them less. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I will agree to you. And like I just said, like I had been to child deaths before and baby deaths, and it. Yeah, they bother you, but nothing like that two-year-old drowning and seeing my own kid in her. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, I, I just, I mean, I can't describe it to you. Anybody that's probably been in my shoes knows what I'm talking about, but, um, that, that just gets like fried in your brain. And like, I know I'll never, never get rid of that. Um, but yeah. So, I mean, that, that was tough. Yeah. Mine
2: was a drowning baby too. It was right when I first got off training and it was, I think it was in January of 2008. So, I mean, I look back like this kid would have been like 14 years old now. Mm. And it was this shitty apartment complex. This guy, his girl was working and he was home. Ran a bath for his 10-month-old. Put the 10-month-old there in there. And then put a, his two-year-old in the bathtub. Turned the water on. And then went and fucking started playing video games. And then went outside and was smoking on the balcony, talking with his uh, his neighbors. Continued to play the video game, and then went outside and his neighbor ended up saying, "Like, don't you have kids? You're supposed to pay attention to." And then he realized, "Oh fuck, I have kids in the bathtub." And he goes in, and the water just filled all the way, and then it was just going through that little draining. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's yeah. And the two year old was still in there, standing, playing, and the one or the ten month old was not. Yeah. was still in there, man and i remember showing up right when like i followed the fire department up the steps and like they pulled them out and i remember like it's a burned vision like you talk i can't tell you the video game but it's a burned vision of the pause like literally the word pause on the screen of the Mm -hmm. tv Mm -hmm. still on and this guy standing outside smoking not giving a shit and like the one-year-old was or the two-year-old was crying and then like so i had to go in the ambulance with the 10 month old to the hospital because it did not make it and then get to the hospital and they, they tried and there was nothing they could do. So then they like finally pronounced it and then they wrapped the kid up all like real nice and tight and respectful for yeah, the family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a homicide at that point. They deemed a homicide so no one could come in. So mm-hmm. I like you had to wait in that fucking hospital room with the family with just a double door on the other side and i can hear like family members like screaming and crying and like yanking on this door that was locked and i had to sit in there for hours with this fucking dead baby and like it was fucking horrible and i remember listening to them and then like there was times like i literally sat there well i never sat because they didn't have a fucking chair but i literally like was crying and tears were like rolling down my face and i was like you know i mean i was six months into the fucking police and i was like what the fuck like am i fucked up from this like this is not normal like who does this and like i just remember that dude sitting outside smoking a fucking cigarette, and didn't care yeah it's and fucked like, up having to sit there with this baby until finally i was able to they were able to take it to the morgue and then like they just don't parade dead bodies to hospitals so they're like the the nurse was fucking amazing dude like pick this kid up with like such like care mm-hmm. and the like lightly like draped a blanket over it and then put like a pile of blankets in her other arm so it looked like she was tearing like linens mm-hmm. and then like we walked through the fucking family because that was the only way to get through and they had no idea up to the morgue and then I was able to leave and I was like my whole shift and I just remember like sitting in my patrol car just like
0: broke down I was like this is just not
2: fucking <laughs> normal
0: yeah, it's not what you thought that the job was gonna no, entail. Yeah, that was like my first fucking. And it's,
2: I mean, literally, I'm saying right now, the kid would be 14 years old. Like yeah. it yeah. just fucking burned in you. You know,
0: it's weird. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I yeah, I experienced that that the same thing, and. Yes. I mean, shit like that is brutal. I mean, um, like I mentioned earlier, I I think most cops get into this job. They definitely don't think of that stuff. Um, you, you know, you talked about like your ride along in Compton and how cool it was and the adrenaline and, and then you're dealing with shit like that. And you're like, Holy fuck, you know, like,
2: well, you do go like, you
0: do have like those
2: really fun and exciting calls. And it's like, your whole shift is nothing Mm -hmm. but adrenaline dump and like just excitement like you don't have to take it like nothing nothing bad it was all awesome and then you get that call and it's just like and they don't teach you that in the academy
0: like you don't talk about that shit in the academy i mean no um but um, well, do you guys want to, we'll take a quick uh, break yeah, and when we get, take a cry or something after that, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <I> <laughs> sorry, shoot. sorry, like a, listeners uh, like, <laughs>
1: like, well, man. I think it,
0: I think it's good to, you know, roll into, uh, when we get back from the break, we'll talk about, um, uh, our own experiences dealing with, uh, trauma and, and things that, you know, each one of us have personally gone through and made mistakes, um, along the way and learning from. So, uh, when we get back, we'll talk about that. And we'll, we'll end it on that. And then we'll, we'll discuss what part two is going to be back. So we'll, we'll be right back after the break.
1: All right, we took a little break there i think uh most of us had to use a restroom probably because i don't know if you know that this is not water in these The it iced tea yeah something like that <laughs> it's apple juice it's apple juice yeah, yeah. Mm. um so i you know that to me that that last part was was a little heavy i think if you're listening and anybody who Law enforcement or not, if you, looked, if you listen to that and you didn't think that was a little heavy, maybe, <laughs> yeah. you know, that, that hit me emotionally on some, on, on some parts too. And, um, so like, w- w- my question is, is like, why do we stay in this then? Like if, if it's, if it's all trauma and all bad, you know, me personally, I say it because I've experienced other jobs and I think mm-hmm. other than Kyle, <laughs> you know, most <laughs> cops have. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, the greatest job I've ever had. The, uh, the highs are far outweigh the lows. Yeah. Yeah. Far, far outweigh the lows. Um, you know, from, from getting, I mean, there was a time where we were getting a lot of pursuits. Yeah. Probably one of the most fun thing I've ever done in my life Mm -hmm. is basically breaking every single law of driving a vehicle (laughs) and, and rightfully so, Yeah, you know, to catch somebody, um, You know, I can also look at, you know, the, the good that I, I hope the good that I've done, the, the lives that I've changed for the better. Mm -hmm. And I I think that's why, I think that's why I stay in it. But for, for the most part, I I love chasing people. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's just fun. I mean, that is your job. (laughs) It is my my job, but I love, I mean, like, like I'm sitting there sometimes I'm like, I hope this guy runs, you know, (laughs) like you just sit there and you're like, I hope this guy runs. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you, you do all the, the work in the, the front end and you're, you doing reports on patrol and everything and you're rolling by and you're like, that's a good car. I'm going to stop that car. And you're mm-hmm. like, as soon as you light it up, you're like, go, 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 come go. On, go, come on, come on, yeah, come yeah. on. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's basically why I stay in it. Yeah. Uh, it's, <laughs> that's it's valid. Fucking awesome. Yeah. I mean,
0: um, you know, I, I'll second that. And, and, um, <clears throat> I think, you know, when I when I think back, you know, I've worked with uh, some guys that, you know, uh, some aren't even cops anymore, you know, whether they, they medically retired or, you know, we had Chris Bossett on this show. Um, I think episode two um, was the dog handler. You know, when you link up with a good group of guys in this job and you're going out and just fucking tearing shit up. Oh, yeah. And, and getting in the pursuits and foot chases and, you know, I mean, Lake like. Bales yeah oh, yeah hell yeah when well, you're you know? getting them leg bales oh no, so, yeah <laughs> nothing better than a leg <laughs> like bail. like no shit like nothing can replace that i mean it, just that like brotherhood that you form with some cops that you work with and the shit that you guys get into together i mean like to me nothing re- you can't replace that and like you said like that's why i stay in it you know
1: like it- well, yeah, I didn't mean to cut you off. I guess I completely did, but I don't care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. But, dude. I mean, you, you bring up brotherhood and everything, and, and I hate using that term, to be honest, but um, it, it is a term, and, it, and yeah. it does completely make sense, and it, it defines it. The fact that, uh, you know, I can go to another neighboring agency, and I can get on that radio and or get on the phone, usually, and be like, hey, I need your assistance. Someone's there right away, mm-hmm. and it's seamless. Yeah. Hey, what do we need to do? Let's go, let's go do it. And I could never have met that person or those people before in my life. And I 100% know that, Hey, we're going to go do some, you're all down to do cause, some yeah. shit probably. And you know, they got my back. I got back, yeah. kind of deal.
0: Yeah. You know, and it comes down to just, um, some, there's, there's definitely been times in my life and, uh, we'll get into that in part two, but where like, I was sometimes questioning, like, man, am I, am I done? Like, do I want to keep doing this? And then, you know, we'll get into a cool car chase or, or something wild will happen. And, and we're setting up perimeters and, you know, getting fucking dog deployments. And, and I quickly remind myself, I'm like, this, this is why I fucking do this job. Like, I love it so much when, when we're out there catching bad guys. And, and there's a lot of times too, you know, when you get to help out like a community member who's suffering or kids or, uh, you know, their bike got stolen and you go to Walmart and, you know, Walmart donates a bike to you and you go back and give them their a bike, replace their bike that got stolen. And just like the the look on like a kid's face. Um, I think for me, uh, those are the reasons why, you know, why I continue to, to do this job. Um, and, you know, I still talk to my buddy, Chris almost every day. And, you know, he's not, not in law enforcement anymore. He had to medically retire because he got injured, but we talk about those moments, you know, sometimes, and it's just like, man, like those are undoubtedly probably going to be the best times in my life that I'll never forget. And uh, it, it just like shit like that reminds me of like why I love this job so much, um, Like cool. he can't replace it.
1: It's, it's funny because growing up with my dad and growing up in law enforcement, I or not in law enforcement, but around law enforcement, my dad, he's shit. Sorry, dad, you're getting old. you know he's 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 in his 60s well into his 60s and um closer to 70 but uh today i you know that i'll go to uh hang out with him and you know one of his other buddies that i've known my whole life show up and they'll be talking the story and they're sitting there laughing you know making jokes about it and it's 20 30 years ago some of these stories but it's yeah you're sitting there on the (laughs) sideline going like fuck i wish we could still do that shit (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: No, seriously. I mean, and then you just brought up, uh, made me think about it. You brought up, you know, calling for help or whatever. And like all these cops show up that you don't even know you're in different jurisdictions and everyone shows up like not even knowing what they're about to get into. And you guys are chasing murder suspects. So the likelihood of things going bad are very high. And when you get a group of dudes that you don't even know, are there, willing to risk their life Mm -hmm. to to lay it all down with you? um, You know, that reminds me just... You know, I remember being in my first officer officer-involved shooting and walking out of like the initial crime scene and seeing a sea of cops from all over different different agencies from all over. And and one something that really sticks out to me was I remember getting down to this. It was in an apartment complex. I'm kind of getting out of the crime scene area. And um, and I see this. Uh, I, he must have been a detective or something, but he's in an unmarked car. He's got a nice freaking suit on uh, shirt and tie. And he I could tell he's in a rush. He obviously he probably doesn't know that it's over with, but nonetheless, he's like throwing on his his tack vest. He he's getting ready to go, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember like seeing that thinking like, I don't even fucking know that guy. And I could see that he's in he's in a rush to get to get involved with what we were involved with was a you know, a fucking nasty shootout with somebody. Um, he didn't have to. That guy obviously left an office somewhere he he was not a patrol guy mm-hmm. he left an office somewhere or, or doing something uh you know to come and and help people that other cops that he does not even know never met in his life and that's how i met you right yeah. i mean dude yeah. on a different uh, uh officer involved shooting you know like you're there like i don't you know shit i didn't know you yeah. um i didn't know the fucking 50 other cops that showed up right. right but dude that's another part of this job where i'm like man when you see that like that's crazy to me. Um, it's fuck. It's such a good feeling walking out and just seeing all these other guys and gals out there that are willing to fucking lay it all out on the line for, for you. Um, and they don't know you. And that's like, that's crazy. You know, like what other job
1: fucking gives you that? I think, but like, I think that some of that is like, yeah, that's the brotherhood and, and wanting to protect your, your friends, your partners, and everything, but the other side of it is is completely selfish, and I think it goes back to some why some of us got in this job because we want to be in the action, want to do yeah. that cool shit. Like it's all selfish. there. There are some people that it's one hundred percent, and for me, probably that call going to where when you were when we met each other. Like yeah, oh, I don't. I mean, like I I would have cared if a lot more if you would have been injured. Yeah. But uh, at that point, like, oh, yeah, he was in a shooting. Like, okay, well, that's, you know, like kind of took the action out of that call for me.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, like you're going there, like wanting the action, right? Yeah, like you're going there for the action. I, I you know, you, but obviously not knowing that it's going to be a shooting until it is a shooting, too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, you, you nailed it, dude. Like when you, when you're involved in something like that and, and, um, you know, some, some of you listening are probably. You know, thinking back to something you were involved in, and just seeing all the, just everyone there to come and help you, um, man, that's that's pretty special when you actually think about it. You mm-hmm. know, a lot of people probably don't think about that, but you know, I did. I remember that night, man. I like, and I'll never forget that dude. I can, I can picture that dude right now in my in my eye, and I have no fucking clue who he is. Like, never you seen him even know again. what
1: department he works for. Probably.
0: Uh, I don't, I yeah. don't know what department he works for. I've never seen him before, and I've never seen him again. But I can, I can vividly picture it right now in my head and, it,
1: and it's probably you know just from what you said it's probably a neighboring agency it was on yeah. his way home from work oh yeah scanning and had the radio on and heard that and was like I'm going where that's at let's yeah, go yeah
0: that's cool man I'm you know? here
1: let's go do some work you know
0: yeah and real quick we'll you know let Mark answer that but uh, just this past week you know they had those two New York cops get shot and killed which is you know tragic and, and there's been all these photos floating around on Instagram I don't know if you guys saw them but like Dude, a sea of cops. I've never seen so many cops lined up on the side of the road in a class A uniform for one of their funerals. Um, holy shit. Yeah, I saw that. it. I wild. mean, yeah, I, I've never seen that many. Cops. And I'll get into
1: that a little bit in, in the next part that we do. Too. Yeah.
0: Yep. Mm. And uh, so, you know what, man? Like, that's why I fucking keep keep going out and doing this job. Like, that's that's why. Yeah. yeah that makes me jealous because I can't do that
2: anymore like yeah but not to your fault you know right but i think that's part of some of trauma which i'll talk later too is when your career comes to an immediate end Mm -hmm. and that's not even like a chapter you close anymore it's like Mm -hmm. it's literally a book that's on my shelf Mm -hmm. and i get to look back at it which is really bizarre but so now i can only talk about like stories from there and like what kept me in there but it was when i was on the swat team it was full time and it was the same 14 guys every day like in the gym and you just had just crazy bond with them yeah. training out of town trainings
1: but the w- shit talking like oh, I mean yeah. that's huge like yes constant. If, if, you, if, if you're on a team of any sort patrol correctional team small SWAT team and people don't talk shit to you.
0: They don't like they you. Don't like <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah,
2: or,
1: I, you should be concerned. Or if should they be really sh-
0: concerned. Or if they talk yeah. shit to you
2: and you can't talk shit back, yeah, yeah. same thing. Like, yeah. That's funny. you should
1: be really concerned if like yeah. if everyone's and, like, oh yeah, no, my team loves me. The they thing don't say is, anything bad yeah, about those me. Those people no, they, they don't love you. Yeah, they know yeah. who they are.
2: There's yeah. one on our team, yeah. but one of the things I was the most satisfying thing that I could possibly have done in the department was my old partner and I were working an overtime shift and it was night, uh, late at night. And we stumbled across this lady that had a 10 year old daughter that was sleeping in the bushes in in the pure, most dangerous part of the city. And when she was covered in staff infection, like dirty, had a backpack and that was it. And we were talking with her and the mom, like, what is going on here? And she had, in in a way burned all our bridges and just made terrible decisions that's where they were at Mm -hmm. but no fault to the kid so one of the guys on our team uh came from like the homeless detail so we were able to get that the mom and the daughter in an apartment or a hotel for three nights until because we were working an overtime shift until we could come back and actually like help this family. Mm. And I remember, dude, broke my heart. This girl, when she got in the backseat of the patrol car with her mom, mom was thankful. And this little girl was like, she didn't know we were listening because she didn't think she, we could hear, but we heard her say, mom, mom, does that mean we're going to be safe tonight? Yeah. And like, dude, it, the hotel we took him at was nothing. And I mean, it was a shit hotel, but they offered it for free. I mean, we were able to hook that up, Yeah, dropped them off. We went, my buddy and I split and spent like 25 bucks, which is a ton of food. It's like a feast at KFC and took it to them mm-hmm. because she had not eaten in like a day and a half. And we ended up like over like three or four months, we ended up like, it took like a couple of days. We got her and the daughter into um, actual like assisted living. It was, gosh dang it, I'm drawing a blank of it. Um, Vol- Volunteers of America, mm-hmm. it, they offer like a, a little housing. She was in that, our team did like a surprise birthday party for her. We brought the canine unit, like a bunch of dogs came, like had a cake for her. And then uh, we were able to find a house for her. Uh, It was like a huge house, but it was like a whole like wing that she was able to get. And it was paid for, for like six months, she moved into that. So we knew she was going to move into it. And then our, me and my partner were like, well, we need to furnish this thing. So we went to Ikea i talked with the manager there and he donated almost six thousand dollars worth wow. of furniture dang yeah so we furnished the her bedroom like bunk beds because she was like super into school like got all this stuff for her we got stuff for the mom too because i mean we didn't really care about the mom but like she yeah. needed stuff too you yeah. know? you got to support you take them.
1: care of the mom so she can take care of the kid yeah
2: yeah target donated like 300 dollars worth of like kitchen items And then, uh, the mom had like, and we, we would check in like multiple times a week. Like our team would go and just hang out and bullshit with her because one, we wanted to make sure that she was on track, but like the kid was taken care of. And, uh, we ended up like, she had tore up teeth, like bad, bad teeth. The mom did or the the mom did. And the, the daughter had crooked teeth too, but the mom had just rotted out teeth and she's like i can't get a job no one will hire me because look look i can't even smile and i was like holy shit so like (laughs) like, i
1: I don't mean to laugh i know but it's it's like whoa shut your mouth there but it makes you realize she was so
2: insecure yeah and a buddy on the team was like why don't you just get her new teeth and i was like oh that's a fucking great idea so there was a a huge local dentistry in the northern part of the city and i went and talked to the dentist and he was like please bring her in and the daughter and i will do whatever it takes and i was like that's cool yeah but like you got to realize like it's going to be a lot and he's like i don't care i'll do it so we told the mom like which is a super awkward conversation to have with an adult like Hey, I know you, you have like mm-hmm. shit teeth and yeah. we're going to pay for you to get a whole new grill. Yeah. And dude, she cried, was like super happy. And the daughter was about to start school. So she was going to get braces. Dude, this dentist gave her, took out all of her teeth, put implants in, like not genters, like actual implants, like legit teeth, Wow. put braces on the daughter. And he was like, so the dentist was so like thankful, like, The the police department, like the SWAT team, like, why are these people doing this? But it was for like good people. Yeah. Uh, And he ended up saying, bring me 15 kids and their parents and we will donate dentistry to them. So we set it up, dude. And we brought 15 kids, most single parents to this dentist office on a Saturday. All of the staff members donated their time and removed people's teeth like i mean it was incredible
0: like yeah it's pretty cool man to
2: see and the, the team still works with this dentist office to this day the um the smile generation i'll never forget it like that's a it's a national
1: yeah give them a shout out yeah, yeah get, that's yeah. if anything deserved a shout out on this show yeah. that deserves a shout
2: out it's a, it, the dentist office in isn't in atomas and it's park place dental amazing okay. Where, place. what's it called park place dental park place Dental. and that's it's cool. Dr., um, Dr. Rowe amazing guy. And yes. then the smile generation is part of a, a nonprofit across dentistries and you have to subscribe to it basically or be a part of it. And then they do it like a specific donation. Awesome. Yeah. We, that was like the most rewarding thing. And that's like, that honestly was like driving me to like, dude, what else could we do outside the box? No, that's, mm. Yeah. No, that's but now up. that book's closed and it's on my shelf. So I can look back. Well, but I mean, you stories. can look
1: back at that. That's and, cool. Yeah. And there's, there's, there's people out there that are better off. Oh yeah. And and I think most if not all cops are should be and if should be able to say that like the world is a better place mm-hmm. or my my community or that corner of my community yeah is a better place because because of what I do. Yeah, and whether sure. or not the community thinks it or not, you you can sit there and you can go, yeah, okay, I don't really care what you think to mm-hmm. be honest. Yeah. Um that I I do good. Yeah. Yeah, no, no yeah. doubt, man. I mean, maybe not as good as you did, <laughs> because like I would be like,
0: but that took a team if effort. If it was a do
1: good competition, competition, I'd be like, fuck, Mark. Yeah, <laughs> actually, Mark beat Mark yeah, one. Yeah, we actually yeah, got yeah, recognized pretty, by like the Sacramento team. Yeah, we did it. You're like, great. Okay, yeah, you know. I mean, I just, <laughs>
2: but that's the most. It's, it's a book I could look at now and tell stories. But like that was the, that's that was like one of the most. So other you got, than the rad <laughs> stories of chasing and stuff. Yeah, you know?
1: but that's not the yeah. that's not the rad. Like that's not yeah. the like I. I don't want to say it's not the coolest thing. Cause it probably is the coolest thing in my opinion, but it's not like the most high adrenaline, like no. your adrenaline wasn't pumped. That's, right. not,
2: that's not those, you know, like, I mean, we've all had them. We have those stories, but like, I think this was unique and that's why I wanted to share it. And you said no, you were,
0: you were recognized by the, Sac- King, the Sacramento Kings. The Sacramento I mean, that's Kings. an NBA team. You know, that's, that's yeah. awesome for yeah. people that don't know, like wow. that's a professional basketball team. So, yeah. um, yeah. And there's a lot of local guys that, <clears throat> that listen to this show. And, and, uh, if you guys are local, um you know, we, we just gave you kind of an idea maybe can they, can they still take kids or yeah, but it, that dentist? most places, like if you walked in
2: in a uniform and you went into like, especially a target, I know that for sure. And you ask and you say, Hey, this is what I'm looking for. Some like kitchen supplies and stuff. Hands down a target will donate. They will give you the items. Yeah, I've
0: always like, found that as well. Yeah. So Walmart target yeah.
2: or some people that you think that might need something mm-hmm. surprise them, go to target and be like, Hey, can I get some stuff? You know, like, and they will do it because yeah. it looks good for them too. And Ikea, if you, if you have an Ikea around, go and talk with the manager that runs Ikea, because this would be four years ago. They redesigned their entire company to be focused on community relations and what they can
0: do for the community as they should. I yeah. mean, that's it's awesome.
1: Well, I, and I, I, you know, those are two big, big, comp like huge companies yeah right and i'm sure that you you know i don't want to say that there's other companies like i'm sure grocery stores um yeah i bet they would you know donate well, well, what's uh, the what's the harm in and asking them yeah. like hey we don't do that mm-hmm. like oh okay okay go to the next like, one and if that embarrasses you to be told no like because i know there's some people like oh, i don't want to do that you know because yeah you know i don't want to be told no yeah it's like okay being told no should motivate I'd be, you even I'd more. Be like, yeah hey can i have a $10,000 worth of groceries. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. I'll sell. Okay. 000. Okay. A hundred bucks. Yeah. <laughs> like start high. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, that's, that's fucking cool, man. I mean, um, yeah, I think that's uh that's, that's a fucking great story, you know, and maybe motivate somebody listening to this show to, to go out and, and do something like that and put in put in the extra, extra effort, you know? So, um, there are a lot of businesses that are willing to do shit like that. Um, all I'd you gotta to do is ask. Probably. Yeah. yeah. I, I would say most too, you know, I've, I've, I've never been told no, yeah. Um, you know, going into a, a big box store and asking for something like
1: I've never been told no. So see, I work graveyards for most of my career. So, well, so do I, you're so, right. But so like, I wasn't going, Ikea has never been open. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, you know what? If you have to pass it on to, to a partner or somebody that, you know, works during the store time hours, like then, then just do that.
1: But um, yeah. yeah and there's, and and I think especially larger agencies, like my agency has teams dedicated to,
0: yeah, um, yeah we, I think all to, of ours do things
1: like that. Uh, yeah. Maybe not to that extent that you guys went, which is
0: way far, uh, way above, above and beyond. And, beyond.
1: Yeah. and um, you know what? that that's to me that's. I, I I think the word hero is so fucking abused in law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. It and it, I don't care if people disagree with me or not. Nah, you no, know, I, I, um, I don't. I've that that is that is getting towards heroism in, in, in my in my mind. Yeah. I don't even I don't even think that's heroism yet, but. <laughs> I would agree with you. It's I, I think you're, it's going, you're getting there to, you know, like to, to somebody you're their hero, that girl yeah, to, to, to that, that you know? family that he, yeah. you are. I mean, for sure. Yeah, no, I think that that's probably one of the most heroism or heroic yeah. jaw jo- or maybe this that whole I, I of, it's, yeah. it's a movement, you know, it's like, I mean, that's huge. You know, law enforcement, needs to needs to move towards community relations and you know we're we're out there to help kind of things and, yeah. and that's that that's huge and
2: this might move it up on your list because okay you're here. we <laughs> kept it super quiet in our outreach until and, you got on a podcast and, where we have millions okay
1: maybe not <laughs> millions <laughs> hundreds of millions
2: but uh our media relations team and outreach got wind of it and then they came to our unit and like found out about it and they wanted to take it public and go to the media and stuff. And like, I applaud our entire team because they all were on the same page. And we said, absolutely not. We're not telling anybody about this. Yeah. That's and
0: cool. Because you're not yeah. looking for a pat on no, the back, right? That, that, that just tells me yeah. and, 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 everybody else that like, when you, that just means you're doing it out of the kindness of your heart, because you care about those people, not right. because you want an award or you yeah. want recognition. Like there's way too many cops out there that are looking for that shit. And, um, that, that's just a whole nother topic, but I think that's awesome. Um, I think that's rad that your team, you know, did that. You definitely didn't have to. So, um, let's wrap up tonight's, uh, the part one. And again, we're going to get into part two, uh, which is going to discuss, you know, kind of our pitfalls, our stories of where I don't want to say hit rock bottom, but, um, maybe rock bottom for us in our career and some mistakes that we made along the way. And, and, um, you know, maybe to, to help you guys out. So you don't end up where, where we ended up, you know, like I ended up on the brink of quitting my job and, and out for six months. Um And
1: so we're going to talk about that. And we're going to be, I, you know, we're going to be honest and candid about yeah. it too. You yeah. Know, I, I, I mean, at least I am. Yeah, and, I will be uh, too. You know, I'd probably take some shots at each other too. If we do some yeah. shots fired at shots, each other. Right. Shots. <laughs> we're taking shots. Yeah.
0: So, Hey, seriously, um, for everybody that's been tuning in, thank you so much. Um, man, we love everyone that's been giving us feedback. Our boy code, uh, code one on Instagram uh, yeah, over in yeah. Australia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we appreciate you, dude. Um, and TJ, TJ always yeah, throws it's, yeah.
1: stuff out everywhere.
0: Yep. Yeah. So everyone that's honestly been supporting us, uh, I mean, we can't so, thank it, you enough. Um, we're a
1: grassroots movement here, folks. But, you know, make but, us big, yeah. But gosh dang it,
0: <laughs> you, you cheat bastards! For those of you listening on iTunes or Spotify or whatever <laughs> app program you're listening to us on, give us a rating. Damn it, hit the hit the five, Better be five stars.
1: Yeah, and if, if you got that uh, business or something, and you want to get yeah. your word out, especially I'm, I'm guessing there's probably mostly law enforcement people listening so mm-hmm. a lot if, of them own businesses though but Come i mean on. uh you know if you're a law enforcement related business and you want uh to support us or support us, sponsor sorry, us yeah if you if you give us uh free stuff i mean i think we, <laughs> i think we'll. i'll tell you me personally i'm not going to put my stamp of endorsement on it until I, I use it and if it's crap it's going to be I'm going to tell you it's crap.
0: Let's, yeah. So, so let, 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 you know, send us the good shit. <laughs> if you want uh, that Gucci. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, I, we said it before. If you guys want, if you do own something or whatever, I, we're joking. You don't need to sponsor us. But if no, you want to yeah. send us something, we have a P.O. box. You can send it to us and we'll, we'll show it off on the show and, and, um, we'll market you, you know, for, for you. So, um, hit us up on the side. Um, you know, obviously we all have Instagram now. Uh, mine's Kyle underscore Showberg, Billy shots fired podcast and Mark. S F P Uh, Hit us up on Instagram. We'll give you the PO box You can send us something and we'll we'll Shout it out for you guys on the show And then um, please if you're watching this on YouTube leave us a comment on What you guys think about our Discussions whether you agree with it or disagree With it or you either have a question um, I don't care what it is um, Throw it in a comment on on YouTube
1: we respond To all of those so um, Yeah and and on that Note I had a someone that I know who I didn't even know listened and, and he shot me I mean it was a text which is probably the best way to get a hold of me but you won't get that number <laughs> I was going to say so what are we giving your number <laughs> no, out or? I'm, I'm just saying like uh, it, there's a few people that uh, I know that listen to it so if you have yeah. those questions and stuff like that if you don't want to do it through Instagram or whatever shoot me a text I don't care
0: yeah. and yeah. I'll
1: I'll uh, mention to Kyle why he sucks. Yeah, because I'm sure that's what you're gonna tell me. and yeah, ask why. And be like, oh yeah, Bill you have the best beard on the show. You know, yeah. I don't know. <laughs>
0: I don't, I don't, I don't get to do your cool job. But anyways, we'll end it on that, guys. Uh, we're gonna see you on part two, and uh, thanks for tuning in. Bye. Be safe. Uh, yep. Yeah, be safe. Later. Hey,
1: is at the base of the stairs, white t-shirt,
0: white mail.